Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we're going to visit with a couple of friends to talk about uh, substance use and that disorder. So our guests today include uh, Jessica Schwartz. She is the program manager uh, and a registered nurse uh, at the Substance Use Disorder Clinic, which is uh, under the big umbrella of Essentia Health. And also with us today, Dr. Sheila Clementson, who is practicing at Essentia Health Baxter Clinic. Uh, ladies, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Hey, thanks for having us. So, Jessica, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, just to uh, paint a picture for our listeners, the Substance Use Disorder Clinic is really just part of uh, your treatment of patients there at uh, Baxter Clinic, right? That's absolutely true. Um, we see patients right here in primary care. Substance use disorder happens in so many people in our community, and it happens along with high blood pressure and diabetes and parents and child, well children visits and everything. So we have found that treating people here in our clinic helps us address not only that issue, but also all of the other health issues that people face. So for our listeners, if you will, define what substance use disorder actually is. So substance use disorder is a medical diagnosis that happens when someone is using a substance and it starts to become problematic. And so we hear the words addiction all the time. That really isn't, it comes with so much judgment. And what really happens is that a body becomes dependent on a substance that a lot of people will use to cope, whether that's with anxiety or trauma or any other issue that's happened in life. When it starts to become a problem in your life, when people can't go without it, when you're spending your time thinking about when do you get more, when it starts to interfere with your relationships or your ability to do the things you need to be doing in a day, taking care of your kids, working, all of those things, that's when we really start having, you know, we start stepping in to help. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Clementson, uh, can you talk about some of the specific substances? I would think alcohol and drugs probably top the list, but uh, that drug statement could be... Uh, Prescription drugs. Yes, and otherwise. So drugs, talk yeah. a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. We initially started this clinic because of the uh, opioid epidemic that... Um, in 2017 and realizing that there was you know, 200 deaths a day. And interesting, within a pandemic, you think, well, there's you know, quite a bit of deaths going on. And so what we're seeing for substance use is it's not just opiates. It's alcohol, it's methamphetamines, it's marijuana, THC, and even our most common kind of drug killer, even tobacco. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, you put on there cocaine. Um, and just like any disease is, like Invested alluded to, is, this is something that it's a it's a disease. It's not necessarily it's not a moral failing. It's not you made a bad choice. It is a disease that again, you know, however it got started, whether you were self medicating or you got some prescription medications for a surgery and were misprescribed and you know, became physically dependent. However it kinda came about in your life, it's something that we look at as a disease and treating it um, holistically. So with medications, counseling, um, do we need to refer to inpatient, outpatient treatment. And again, just treating a person like the human that they deserve to be treated like. Yeah. And, and uh, we hear that term self-medicating uh, a lot. And, and that's More so lately, it seems. Yeah. And that's usually tied uh, around issues of depression and things like that, is it not? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Is We all want to feel good. Humans want to. That is just in our nature. And so whenever, if you are feeling, you know, this hopeless, anxious, maybe as a mom feeling guilty because you're not spending that time with your kids or, you know, as a dad who's saying, I want to be able to do this more for my family, there's things that we just want to feel good. And however we do that, that might be someone who grabs himself a, a sugar cookie or, again, you know, a, a glass of beer or a glass of wine. So it's one of those things that we really appreciate just doing this in primary care and reaching out to our patients right now because it's a tough time and, and to see, hey, is this kind of a problematic thing now? Is it, you know, could it be in the future? And just having that open conversation and, and just a dialogue or talking um, because I know that it, there's so much stigma that comes along with substance yeah. disorders. Yep. And essentially, if we don't ask, a lot of people aren't going to come forth with that because it's a tough thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then you know, kind of add on to that is a lot of times it's hard for us to tell our families or perhaps there's been some bridges burned with our friends and our family. And so a lot of our patients have basically no one in their lives. And so hopefully coming to us that we can start to sort of build that that network of support, that foundation, and truly restoring that relationship with themselves first and then with their friends and family again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use terms like non-judgmental and stigma, and it's mm-hmm. so true, isn't it, especially in this day and age with any kind of uh, substance use, uh, right away Mental people are too, judging, yeah. and that, that prevents people from stepping forward, unfortunately. It absolutely does. We have had a number of patients who will tell us, you're the first person to listen to me. You're the first person to let me tell my story. You're the first person who's treated me like a human or trusted me. That's heartbreaking to hear because taking care of people is what we do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't stop when it goes past diabetes and it goes into substance use. Our job is to make a healthy difference in the lives of our patients, no matter what they're dealing with. And so what are some of the treatments that are available when someone is faced with a substance use disorder? We have, um, we work with Blade, which is the Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education Group. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about that group is that it has really shown us how many fantastic organizations we have in our community. So medication-wise, there are medications we can help people with opioid use disorder. There are medications we can give people for alcohol use disorder. But like we talked about, a lot of that self-medication, what we need to do is help people address those underlying issues. Mm -hmm. So we have been able to partner with Minnesota Teen Challenge, with some of the mental health providers in the area, with the focus unit at St. Joseph's Hospital in Brainerd, We've been able to partner with all of these organizations to help find the right treatment for our patient. There's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all sort of a, a, a cure for things. And so it's really about being able to understand where our patients are and be able to use the support that our community has to best treat them. And I think, do you think that... Um people are afraid to come forward and talk to physicians because they think, oh, I'm going to be put away for 20, 30 days, you know what I mean, and, and put into a facility. Do you think that scares people, thinking that that's the only way to go? I think, go for it, yeah. <laughs> no, I think people do. They worry, um, and, and parents worry too because they're just trying their best to be the best parent, the best wife, husband, mm-hmm. you know, co-worker that they can be. 
And so I think that because it's such a, um, because of the stigma, people are afraid to come in. But that's just, again, just that ice-breaking conversation of just tell me your story. And so the other part that, too, is, you know, we have patients who do come and they have a CPS case, perhaps, or they might have some legal issues um, Mm -hmm. that they're dealing with. And we, again, want to partner with them and their parole officer, CPS, again, and not talking behind people's backs about how to care, but talking with them and coming up with that care treatment plan uh, for them. And just alluded to some of the medications that we have. And, um, you know, for opiate use disorder, it's a very tough disease because when you stop using, your body gets physically dependent on it, and they'll compare withdrawal from opiates to the worst flu you've ever had. And, you know, if you're if you're having the worst flu you've ever had, it's very hard to start to talk about getting that degree that you wanted to and building relationships because you just feel horrible. Um, and so we take people as appointments or walking in our clinic, talk about medicines, and we can actually get them out of withdrawal within a few hours and just hopefully start that next step in that direction of their life where they want to go. And again, it's not where I want them to go, it's where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like, I want to be with my kids, I want my this for a job. And it's just the things that, you know, you and I want is just happy, healthy friends and family and, and having joy and a purpose in life. So many people tell us they just want to feel normal again. Yeah. And I would, you know, the big picture there too is that uh, once people uh, admit to the substance use disorder and start to uh, work on rebuilding their lives, it's really good for the big picture. It's good for our community too, isn't it? There are studies that show that every dollar that goes into programs like these are huge investments for our community. Um, and, and just having healthy neighbors and healthy relationships with our families, I think that if we really thought hard about it, most of us have a close friend or a family member who struggled with this in the past. And you see what that does to relationships, to parents and children, to spouses, to coworkers. Think of how great our community would be if everyone felt included and not judged and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, you said, alluding to, you know, for people where it's, it's a tough disease, and I think understanding it, we want people, even if they, they don't know but they want a better understanding, reach out. We want to teach about it. And to the prime age of workers right now, they're with the highest rates of substance use disorder, you know, and that's our 18 to 39-year-olds. And that's... Um, you know, about almost uh, 919,400 people the prime age not working due to this disease. Wow. Between 1999 and 2015, that was 12.1 billion work hours lost. Hmm. And so it's it's one of those things that it is great for the person, your community. It's great for our economy. And, again, just that purpose of life um, that we can restore back for people. So what is the best first step for someone listening who may think, you know, I really need to see someone about what I've been doing here lately? What is the best first step, if you will? So our clinic doesn't require a referral at all. We don't want anyone's care or questions to have to go through some process that takes forever to hear back. So we have a direct number into our clinic. That number is 218 205-0277. That actually calls straight to me, and we do our very best to see patients a lot of times the same day um, or in a couple of days. 
as soon as we can get them in and, and chat with them, we are always happy to do more education and, and just discuss with patients and families how, how this is affecting them and how we can help. And sometimes that isn't us. Sometimes it means a referral from us to somewhere else, but we have those connections and we're a really good first touch point to get someone to the right place if it isn't us. And for those who are saying to themselves, yeah, I'd go do it, but I don't have insurance or I don't have, you know, what is that angle? So that would mean that we can help. Um, there are, we have partners through Blade with um, social services and health and human services here in Crow Wing County. Mm-hmm. There are also all kinds of online ways to help apply for Minnesota Care or to look into other kinds of, of insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely not a cash program. There are some times where a program will be, you know, you have to pay for your, your medication and your visits right there. While you do have to pay for your prescriptions, we are always looking for ways to help get people connected to the resources they need to be able to do this. Um, and we've become very creative at getting that done for patients. That's wonderful to hear. I would imagine you also get referrals because uh, maybe a primary care doctor or someone has noticed that there is an issue and they refer them to you. Does some of that happen as well? Absolutely. Even if you have, I mean, we were getting referrals from, you know, in different areas of the state as well. Um, One of the prescriptions we do for opiate use disorder is called Suboxone, and you do have to have a special waiver for that. And so even if you have family who is in this state but it's, um, you know, maybe not living here and transport, like transportation might be an issue, is we're even able to do virtual visits with people, which is great to be able to provide care right in their home, too. Mm-hmm. So yes. don't, we hope people just reach out to us because, like Jess said, we're very creative on coming up with ways to get these barriers to go down with our partnerships. Um, we've received some grants, and um, just we're very thankful for what we have, and we want people just to reach out to us, and we will go from there. Very good. Now, ladies, I understand there's a virtual event coming up next week that folks should know about. Yeah, so this is uh, an event put on through Blade and through Minnesota Teen Challenge, and it's called Know the Truth, and it's going to be a virtual uh, visit, and I will send you the link, and perhaps people can look online um, for that so they can attend it. But, um, you know, really 26% of our youth during this pandemic have noticed someone starting to use a substance in order to kind of, for lack of a better term, cope. Cope, yeah. Yeah. And our youth are seeing that as, you know, perceiving that as, like, the normal thing. And I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong, but just knowing that with what's going on now and how is this going to affect, you know, our youth, our current community, and future generations, that it's super important for us to kind of, to intervene now. And so it's on October 20th. And um, like I said, it's put on through Blade. It will be all virtual where it's going to be myself. It's going to be some of our community workers, the sheriff, um, Andy Gallis uh, at the Crow Wing County Sheriff's Department. And then a lot of, um, uh, from Know the Truth, people who've been in substance use, you know, disorder in that family or, you know, currently suffering with it in in recovery. So it's going to be a cool program. And I think just knowing what our youth are um, seeing and what they're feeling and hopefully opening up that conversation with them because, again, they're the boots on the ground. They're the ones seeing this in school. And so hopefully we can also make this more of a, an open dialogue with them. 
How do our listeners get linked up with this event on the 20th? So if they want to go to uh, Blade, um, they can go to the Blade's website or onto the Facebook page, and it's B-L-A-D-E. There is also um, a web link, and it's called knowthetruthmn.org forward slash events. Okay. And then there's a phone number then, too, that you can call um, Nika. She's the one who's kind of setting things up. So if you have any questions, that phone number is 701-200-3366. Is there a cost to attend this virtually? This is free. Okay. Wonderful. Very good. And it starts at 6.30, I believe, mm-hmm. is, when it, uh, yeah, is when it starts on October 20th, which okay. is next Tuesday. Very good. Good, good. All right. Well, ladies, it's been uh, very interesting talking about uh, the substance use disorder clinic and, and the services you provide and the partners you have. And we, we hope that if we have listeners that need to reach out to you, they, in fact, will. And uh, we thank you for what you're doing here in the community. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And we just want to send this message out to, to families and to patients is we are about harm reduction. And Jess often says it's not about perfection, it's about progression. And so we just want people to know that just like for our diabetics who perhaps their blood sugars are up or someone with high blood pressure who is maybe eating too much salt or not working out, same thing with substance use. We just want to see you. We want to reduce the harm, but again, have this open, non-judgmental care like everybody deserves. Wonderful. Ladies, thank you very much. I, I'm guessing you've opened a lot of eyes today, so that's great. Thank you well, so thank much. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good rest of your uh, Friday, and have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You do the same. Thanks. Bye. All right. Again, I just want to remind that if you want to find that link to the virtual event coming up October 20th at 630, uh, you can go to knowthetruthmn.org slash events and find a link there, or call 701 200 3366. There's also a link at the Blade Blade website, B-L-A-D-E. You can try that link as well. Our guests today on Community Focus include Jessica Schwartz, registered nurse and program manager for the Substance Use Disorder Clinic, and Dr. Sheila Clementson at Essentia Health. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our community focus programs can be listened to anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. And you can always listen to through a free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.